headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the pods moving and storage studios. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Rachel Cruz, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author, and my daughter is my co-host today as we answer your questions about 888-825-5225, about your life and your money, 888-825-5225. Kevin's in Indianapolis. Whoops, that's wrong. Let me try it again. Kevin's in Indianapolis to uh, start off this hour. Hi, Kevin. How are you? Hey, Dave. I'm doing well. How are you doing? Better than I deserve. What's up? Well... Uh, got a question. My wife and I have been talking for about a week or two now. We are trying to get some stuff underway to start saving up for a mortgage on our house. Uh, backstory is we're about one quarter smart, three quarters dumb. We were one quarter smart off by living off of a $30,000 a year income for on her income. So I could pay my way through master's school, three quarter dumb. We needed a reliable car. So I fell into that trap and I bought a car years ago. Um, where we're at now is we owe about 21,800 left on the car in one savings area. We have about 19,000 and another savings area have about 5,000. We are torn between being highly aggressive with that 19,000 and being mildly aggressive because we do have a one year old and we're both kind of like, you know, do we, do we go for the full 19 or do you go a little less wondering what your advice would be on that? Did you graduate? Yeah, yeah. Graduated, got a double year income. Right now, I bring in a one twenty five gross. One twenty five gross. Yes. Okay, and she's still working, and she makes thirty. Yeah. So we have a hundred fifty thousand dollars household income. Yeah. A twenty one thousand dollars car debt, and twenty four thousand dollars in your accounts. Yes. Okay. And what are the what are they each saved in? What's the nineteen thousand in? Uh, it's over in a, in capital one, it's just over there sitting in a, uh, high performance CD or high performance savings. Okay. And then the other five is where it's just in our, our mutual bank account. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. The, the five, the five is our kind of, um, our three months. We're, we're just starting to look at your guys' stuff a little bit. And we, when we're looking at our numbers, the five is kind of our about five months, um, savings. We have a thousand emergency but the five is or the five thousand is about a, a four or five months yeah yeah so what what happened kevin was sure. when i was your age i went broke and lost everything rachel was a baby and we couldn't pay the light bill and so from that experience i started studying what is the fastest right way to build wealth because i had built wealth the wrong way and that's why i lost everything too much debt mm-hmm. And in studying that and in studying people who had built wealth, I pretty quickly discovered that the fast, that the people who build wealth, not the middle class and not the people who wander around in a fog with an opinion, but the people who had actually become millionaires, the vast majority of them realized that their most powerful wealth building tool was their income. None of them get rich on a high yield savings account. High yield savings account will not by def- cannot mathematically by definition make you rich because you're making three or four percent. Yeah, and, we and, and, and inflation and inflation was making like ten percent. Inflation is nine. Okay, right. Yeah. Now. So you're you're going backward. All right. Period. So the bottom line is this: the ones that built wealth were the ones that got out of debt and avoided debt. 
that put us on the journey of at Ramsey 30 years ago uh, of showing people how to get out of debt so that they can build wealth more reliably so that they can change their family tree so that they can be outrageously generous okay so that's the mm-hmm. premise on which we answer all of these questions we want to take you down that path and never in the history of man has someone keeping a $21,000 car loan around like it's a pet been a method of building wealth think yeah, about it we were we were we were really aggressive with it to get to start so it was $60,000 total i paid 40 in 2 years and now we're looking at it as when we do, when we sat I mean, down, and did let's the just say out loud that that purchase was stupid. Well, yeah, it was way yeah. out of your budget. You said that was the twenty five percent not smart. I'm agreeing with you. Okay, well, was, I, I've, done I've done dumber. I've done dumber. I've done dumber. But, but so you know, all of that's going to lead us to a pretty simple answer. Yeah, which Kevin is is to pay it off today, and then you're going to have three thousand dollars left as a buffer for your starter or your emergency fund and baby step three which is your three to six months of expenses but so, you make a hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year you should yeah. be able to put several thousand dollars a month in that account and so we're not going to be at three thousand but for 30 seconds the end of the next month you should be at six or eight thousand the end of the next month you should be at ten or twelve thousand dollars so we're not walking yeah, around so- with a one-year-old with absolutely no money as a way of life it's just a momentary thing here by Christmas, you ought to have a big old pile of money, man. And that's that's where we're at. Where we're we're both when we talk about it, we both see the like you're saying, Dave, with the get aggressive and in four months you have this. And we're both looking at the one year old who does have some medical appointments coming up. Going, should we be just slightly safer and span it out over a matter? You're not going to have a medical appointment months. unless the child has medical issues today. You're not going to have a one year old medical appointment that is going to take more than three thousand dollars. Okay. Unless he, he has some he kind of, some unless stuff. he's struggling with something. But I mean, if he's going in for standard checkups, you know, it's a couple of hundred bucks, dude. And you make $150,000 a year. I think you can handle it. So be aggressive with it. Highly aggressive. The reason would be that that's the fastest right way for you to build wealth. Get that emergency fund in place a fully funded emergency fund of three to six months of expenses. And then with no payments ex- at all, now we save for that house like crazy mm-hmm. and you can do it, man. I mean, you, you just, you lean it, lean in on a budget. Yeah. And I think Kevin too, one of the, the mindset shifts that is important for you guys just to say out loud with you and your wife is like, okay, where we are today. We don't like it. We don't like having we had a sixty thousand dollar car loan. Now we've done, you know, we've we've taken it down to twenty one thousand. We have some money here. We have some money there. Obviously, something is stirring in you guys that you're not content with where you are financially. You know, there's something in you that's like, man, there there could be a better way. Which is why you picked up your phone and called the show, right? I mean, like there, there's why something you in you. Why you walked into the bear cage? <laughs> bear yeah. named Dave. Bear named Dave. Uh, but but so so my challenge to you, Kevin, would be like to be do something different try this way what we're saying and again it's not going to put you back financially at all you guys have a great income you're going to be okay and, and there's going to be natural fear natural hesitation to do something that feels a little different but what you guys have been doing if you keep doing the same thing you're not going to be happy with your results so you have to do something different doing something different is uncomfortable but push in even if it's even if you're scared and uncomfortable because you're going to be okay you're going to be okay 
and you're going to be fine. If you pay attention and play through, good stuff. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey guys, it's Rachel Cruz here to tell you about a faith-based alternative to health insurance that can make healthcare more affordable. Christian Healthcare Ministries. CHM allows members to share each other's healthcare costs, and it's as easy as one, two, three. Step one, choose the healthcare provider you want. Step two, submit your eligible bills. And step three, get reimbursed. CHM members take care of your eligible medical bills. With no network and the freedom to choose your healthcare provider, CHM is the best option for Christians who want to take care of their families and help other believers. Find out more at chministries.org slash budget. That's chministries.org slash budget. Rachel Cruz, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author multiple times over. And my daughter is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Nick is in Milwaukee. Hi, Nick. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Thank you, Dave, for taking my call. Sure. You have a good day. You too. How about, how can we help? So I have a curveball to throw to you. So we are currently in baby step two, about fifty to about fifty five thousand in debt that we're paying off um, from seventy five thousand. That's credit card bills, um, house improvement, and mostly medical bills. Um, and there's like car payments involved. Uh, we've been pretty aggressive in step two. I work about fifteen hour days. My wife works full time as well. However, we got thrown a curveball um, in that we they just told us we have about ten grand worth of dental work we have to do for all three of my teenagers because they have to do get all three of them have to get braces. The curve, the major issue is I'm a dialysis patient, so on top of this, I get you know medical. Uh, I'm on the transplant list, and once I, that happens, that's going to be an, an additional four or five hundred a month that we're throwing interest is for medical bills because of medic- the medications. So my, my major question is, how would we tackle this added debt for the kids' braces without having to go into even more debt to get those done? Because we have about 2000 in our, our emergency medical fund, our emergency fund, just so once I'm out of work for about three weeks, once I get the transplant, um, it can cover that. But with Having this curveball thrown at us with the kids' braces, it's kind of put a little bit more anxiety into the mix more than there already is. <laughs> What's your household income? Um, last year we brought in about a hundred thousand combined. Okay. How, how, how old are your children? Uh, my boys are turning fourteen next week, and my daughter turns thirteen the week after. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, hmm. Um, I'm trying to think how to couch this exactly. Num- number one, are braces legitimate? Absolutely. Okay. Um, I think all of our kids or several of our kids Except had them. for me. You didn't. Okay. Rachel or Denise and Daniel had braces. So I, I remember. Fact. I remember writing checks for this. Okay. Couldn't remember which ones it was. Denise but, and Daniel um, did. Yeah. Yeah. They've all got great teeth, and it changed their lives. But anyway, the uh, um, uh, 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 so it's not an illegitimate uh, request or whatever, but it's not a curveball, and it's not unexpected, and it is not an emergency. 
It didn't just suddenly happen last week when they went to the dentist. You may have gotten new information that made you realize you're going to have to address the issue, but the the way you're using your words as is as if we don't do it by the end of the month that we're somehow going to have destroyed our children's lives, and that's simply a, a, a dentist making a sale there. That's not a reality. So if we did the braces six months from now, I'm not a medical doctor, and I'm certainly not an orthodontist, but um, but but I I can you know I I suspect common sense tells me that they'll probably still be okay. All right, that you don't have to do it in the next ten days, but sometime in the next ten months or twenty months, we address them, and maybe we address them in you know the the one that's the greatest concern first, and then we don't all do all three at once. And so the way you're presenting this is if it's um, and it's nowhere near as important or urgent as your situation is. Your situation now, you, I can get excited about making that a big deal, right? You follow me? Yeah. And so yeah, don't don't let the emotions of the teenager yourself, your wife, the or dent- the, or- the orthodontist trying to yeah. make a sale make this a financial catastrophe that has to be addressed by the end of March, because that is simply not reality. That's that, that's after I already said this is a real that this is something we need to address, and I'm okay with addressing it. I'm not saying it's not true. I'm not saying they don't need braces. I, I'm saying when we do it, how we do it is going to be on our schedule, not on the orthodontist schedule. Yeah, that's kind of, I think, where my brain has been freaking out because where we've been so good going into the baby step two, we've really been tackling it. I mean, I've worked like crazy hours. Even so when are you going to be finished with baby step two? Uh, well, hopefully we're projecting, hopefully by January of next year. That's kind of our goal. That's okay. Getting everything knocked so out. do the braces after that. Okay, that's kind of what we're thinking, but. And you can handle it. I mean, you pay out fifty thousand bucks between now and January. You can cover ten grand in braces after that. You're that guy. My point is, it didn't set you back. It's something you do after baby step two. Okay, so you use it afterwards. Okay, because that's where my brain has been freaking out. It's like, oh my god, we've added. This is thrown into the mix now. We have to get it done because yeah. I worry about I worry about them. Well, I can hear your freak out. That's what I was addressing. Yeah, yeah. it's it's not it's not as urgent. I don't think as your uh, as your freak out is telling. Yeah, you. I mean you're yeah, yeah. If they have braces at fifteen years old, and if there is 14, one of them that is you know got a, got a real issue and six months is going to make a big difference, that's a possibility. I don't know. I guess it is. Um, I mean, it might save you a year in braces if we go ahead and get it done in the fall rather than in the spring. You know, then well, let's work one of them into the budget. But to stop everything and have to do all of them this month because you got fresh information two days ago, nah. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. It's just uh, like I said, the, the brain freak out was, was kicking in. Well, and um, the 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 dental world has in it people that have common sense and that are kind and normal and want to help and want to serve and it also has people in it that are really good salespeople. that um 
you know, and so I don't mind even getting a second opinion about this and maybe get a second. If it's a $10,000 item, I might want to get bids. You know, I don't, why not? It's, it's mm-hmm. you know, it's braces. It's not like it's, it's a commodity. I mean, I don't know. Find three or four other people and find, okay, well, this guy says you're going to be in them for two and a half years. This guy, this gal says, uh, oh, using this new technique, we can, we could be done in nine months. You know, I mean, you want to yeah, learn, you never wanna learn about yep. stuff like that. For I don't sure. I don't know, but I, I and your and your emotion, Nick. Like I get it; it's understandable. As a parent, when you go into any level of you know appointment with your child, and it's like this is what's best for them. We got it. We need to do that. And if they had a sense of urgency, naturally, as a parent, if you're not calming down, thinking about the logic, and having someone else speak into it, it's easy to get where you were, Nick. Like when you called uh, as a parent, but sometimes when those when that emotion it clouds judgment very very quickly. So. Yeah, Hopefully I mean, that, it, it, that helps to just take the, ur- I think it's the urgency part. Like they're okay. They're okay. And God forbid, again, if nothing like crazy medically is wrong, people go without braces and then they end up getting them as adults later in life. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, like that, that happens too. So they're, they're going to be okay. Unless there's a more serious medical need, they're fine if they wait another year. Yeah, there's. I don't know the, the medical things, I guess, and, and dentists are part or dental is part of that are um, we, we none of us lay people know what's really so going on. So we trust on. them like a mechanic, and so, me and a well, mechanic. They're but, like, this so is the, wrong. Un- like, the unknown, okay. the unknown of it adds drama to all of us. Yes. You well, any I mean? area of your life. Anything. Yeah. You don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, same with cars. We went out to dinner with a couple and uh, some friends. And they were talking about they took their van in to get work and it came back like this crazy bill of all this stuff they did. And they were like, oh, my gosh. So then he like ended up kind of researching. He's like, they didn't need to do half of it. But he but he even admitted he was like, I didn't know. So I was like, "Okay, I mean, you know, cars better than I do. Right. So any part of life that you feel inadequate, you trust the experts. You got to You got to dig in. And so that's that's the point is don't let the emotion drive the decision. Really get some data points. And I love the second opinion idea because there's plenty of people that have different ways they do things, different timelines. And it's that'll give you more peace too, more information you have. There's a lot of um, really cool stuff um, that my dentist was telling me about. I mean, there are tools they use that it's evolved. It's not a it's an iterating, evolving industry. Glad so, you went to the yeah. dentist, Dave. It's good way for to, me. Way to take care of yourself. Good for me, yes, that's right. This is the Ramsey Chef. Rachel Cruz, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today in the lobby of Ramsey Solutions on the debt-free stage. Anthony and Lauren are with us. Hey, guys, how are you? I'm uh, very good, Dave. Yeah, yeah. Welcome. Honored to be here. Thank you. Honored to have you. Where do you live? Uh, we're from a small town called Fremont, Ohio. It's near near Toledo. Okay, fun. Good to have you guys. So, welcome to Nashville. Thank How you, much debt have you paid off? We paid off two hundred and twenty-one thousand dollars. All wow. right. Wow. How long did that take? It took about nineteen months. Good for you. And your range of income during that time? So we started out around one hundred and five, and then uh, jumped up to about two hundred and eighty. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what do you guys do for a living? So I'm a podiatrist, mm-hmm. and I stay at home with the children now. Okay. Wow. I guess Amazing. so. Good for you guys. So what kind of debt was the 221? Oh, Sally Mae. Oh, 
the old podiat- the old podiatrist <laughs> bill. <laughs> yep. I think, Lauren, that this was Anthony's fault. I could be wrong. Just a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. Okay. So Doc Doc ran up Doc Bills. Okay. Yes. <laughs> but then you jacked your income. How did you yeah. jack your income threefold in nineteen months? Yeah, so one oh five was my first contract coming out of fellowship training mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. uh, just as the practice got busier and you know surgical volume picked up but so did the income yeah and you happen to time that right off the backside of a pandemic yeah <laughs> yeah that's very good too when people are coming out going you know this is electric elective surgery <laughs> yep. a lot of the times right yep yep or, and, and so yeah wow good that's for right. you guys yeah amazing so how long have you been married so it'll be, be seven years seven years in May. May. okay yep. so you, you married him while he's going through med school then yes and yeah. you guys were broke living on student loans Very and you come so. out but it sounds like almost immediately after coming out you jumped on this well so uh, we have a little bit of a, a longer story than that i guess so i i first heard about you as about seven years ago actually in november before we got married in may and um, i was on rotation in the hospital in lima ohio and uh, we were between cases and one of the senior residents was talking to a nurse anesthetist and I overheard him, you know, oh yeah, we did that. We were on beans and rice, rice and beans. And <laughs> like, okay, that's a that's an interesting conversation over there. So I, I asked the senior you know, resident, you know, what, what are you guys talking about? Oh, there's this guy, he, he yells at people for buying cars. It's a great show, <laughs> you should check great it out. Great show, yeah. <laughs> So I thought I could, I could uh, check that out. So I would practice my suturing, listening to the, to the podcast, actually went out and bought the Total Money Makeover. And then when I, when I went back to, to Lauren, we were living both in Cleveland at the time before we had got married. And uh, I said, you know, when we get married, you know, we're selling your car. We're, we're going to get out. <laughs> yeah, I had a couple thousand left to pay on this car. Yeah. <laughs> and he just wanted to get rid of it right off the bat. <laughs> She's like, well, I, I still need something to drive. I said, oh, I guess that's a fair point. So once, <laughs> once, we, got, once we got married, then we sort of combined our incomes, combined our finances. We actually paid off her car mm-hmm. and uh she's a and i be- had a student loan yeah a she's a one. hairstylist so she had cosmetology school we yeah paid both of those out and then two weeks into our marriage found out we were married with ava or, sorry pre- expecting ava and so we sort of went to baby step zero for about four years because uh, about 15 months after ava was born nora was born and oh my gosh so 15 months apart quick. yeah it was back to back and then uh, we were moving around the country for my training. I trained in Indianapolis and then went to Florida for a fellowship. And so when we started out at that 105, that's after actually Will was born and we were Wow, stable. we were ready to hammer in. Yeah, we were <laughs> ready to put down some roots. So that's when we sort of jumped out of baby step zero and, and we went really hard. So there <laughs> yeah. was about five years there of just of job craziness, kid craziness. Yep. It was like, mm-hmm. gosh, and you, but you still kind of kept in a sense, even though you hadn't really fully started. I know you guys paid off some alarm stuff. Yeah. But it's like right when you got out, you're like, we are on this, which yeah. is impressive mm-hmm. to keep that momentum of the of the longing to do it right yeah. in the middle of kids and all yeah. that uh, all the way to that to 19 months ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then hammer down. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. That's Good so great. Was it hard to be making that kind of money and continuing to live well, like you're broke, you know, on rice and beans, beans and rice? I mean, to be honest with you, I don't think the living was that hard because we had sort of, we were under such a fine margin for so long and yeah. with, with little ones. We were sort of used to, we didn't, all of the furniture in our house was hand-me-down furniture. Yeah. Everything was hand-me-down. So we were, we were okay with that. Um, but I, I think the hardest part was just 
giving so much of that money just <laughs> back to the mm. government. Yes. <laughs> back to the government. That 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 was really hard. Just uh, that was painful. Showing out all that all those checks just straight to Sally Mae. <laughs> so yeah, that hurts. Our date nights, we're going to Home Depot yeah. looking at appliances that we'd want someday. Yeah, like <laughs> just dreaming like, oh dreaming. yeah, someday. Which backsplash <laughs> do you want? Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that like. is a good point though because you didn't have to go backwards in lifestyle because for a lot of people, they're like, oh, they were living this lifestyle and then they have to stop it, go backwards. Yeah. But you continued to consistently do what you guys have been doing, which is great. And then yeah. cranked up the income. Oh yeah. And, That's dump, awesome. and dumped it all on. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Did people think you were crazy? I'm, I'm I sure feel like they slightly. Didn't, they didn't tell us to our face. <laughs> they were nice to our face. <laughs> that's fun. Well, that's impressive, you guys. I mean, that's that's you, a lot of debt. What do you tell debt. people the key to getting out of debt is? We both talked about. Um, we feel like it's mindset. You know, mm-hmm. you have to be prepared to make all the sacrifices and know that your life is not going to be probably quite as fun as it could be. Mm. Yeah, I think. Uh, there's a quote that I I heard by Pope Benedict, and he says, you know, the world will offer you comfort, but you are not built for comfort. You are built for greatness. And I feel mm-hmm. like that, I just sort of feel like that really applies to, to this scenario. You're, you're going through the discomfort now so that later you have that, and you can also be a source of comfort for others. It, it's just another mm-hmm. way of saying, you know, live now like no one else so that later you can live like no one else yeah, yeah. so That's good very good very good congratulations thank heroes you. thank you proud thank of you. you thank you how's it feel to be free oh it feels great yeah, yeah. i mean you got a lot of young docs your age you're walking around <laughs> they don't even know what freedom looks like they got so much yeah. hanging around their neck don't they yeah. Yeah. Well, yes and you absolutely. just you just walked right past them well you just yeah. did you just blew past them and now you got three little babies and you've changed your family yeah. tree life is great man yeah, that, well uh, done you two that student Thank loan you. didn't fit in with our lifestyle that's not what we wanted yeah. so that's awesome. we <laughs> didn't like sally may in the spare bedroom that's we're gonna right. evict the old lady put her on the street she's ugly i like it way to go guys hey we've got the live and give bundle for you the baby steps millionaires book you're going to be there in thank 20 you. minutes thank you and uh of course total money makeover you can give that to somebody if you want and the, the financial peace university membership and all the thank babes you. Thank and uh, if you haven't all been there so yeah bring the babies Come up on, and let's see their names and ages so ava is six nora is four and will is almost two oh, all right great. very good not far off of Rachel's ages. I know. Yeah, That's a the lot. ages of her three. <laughs> Very good, you guys. Congratulations. Thank you. All right. Have uh, Ava and Nora and William been practicing their debt free screen? Yes, they, they have. have. Yeah, they're right. ready. Are they're you ready, ready, kiddos? You ready? Here we go. All right. Anthony and Laura and Ava, Nora and William from Fremont, Ohio. 221000 paid off in 19 months, making 105 to 280 Count it down. Let's hear a debt-free scream. All right, guys, ready? Three, Three two, two, one. one. We're debt-free. Yeah. Yeah. The sound of a family oh. tree being changed. Oh, we scared the little William one. William got scared. <laughs> Sweet thing. Oh, that's what it sounds like for a family tree to be changed. Oh, it's I mean, amazing. You, you make uh, two eighty a year. She's at home full time with the three now, and um, you got zero debt. Oh my goodness! Do a lot. There's going to be a lot of change. There's going to be a lot of possibilities, a lot of things they can do. A lot of people they'll be able to help, and certainly those three littles will have a completely different life because of this last 19 months of sacrifice. Absolutely. Very, very, very well done. That's how you do it, folks. Live like no one else so that later you can live 
and give like no one else. That Pope Benedict quote is really good. It's really good. Not built for comfort, but built for greatness. Yeah. And that's it. It's like you just want to be comfortable when you're not comfortable. The comfort crisis. We read that book. Yeah. Same idea. It's like it pushes against everything that you were actually, cre- you really were created for on yeah. so many levels. We have too many people searching out comfort rather than searching out greatness. Yep. And um, yeah, it, uh, Michael Easter, that's the author of that book, Comfort Crisis. We're going to have him on. Are you really? Yeah, we're going to have, we're going to do an event with Mike Rowe and me and him and oh, some others good. talking about the labor crisis in America. We'll be announcing it in a so- soon, a big, uh, big live stream coming up. This is The Ramsey Show. Rachel Cruz, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us. It's a free call at 888-825-5225. When was the last time you were excited about Monday? What if instead of waking up exhausted and dreading your week, you actually look forward to work because you were doing work that you love, work that mattered, work where you got traction, where you were functioning in your passions? Hey, that's why career expert and Ramsey personality Ken Coleman created the Get Clear Assessment. To help you discover your top talents, passions, and a clear mission statement that will help you find the work that the world needs you to do. When you find that, you're going to be very fulfilled, you're going to make more money, uh, and you won't be thinking about stupid stuff like quiet quitting. Uh, instead of reaching for uh, communism, you'll embrace capitalism. You know, I mean, it's a good idea. When you, you know, when you actually find what you love, that's what ends up happening. This week only, the assessment is $10 off. The sale ends at midnight on Friday. Get the deal today. Go to RamseySolutions.com slash get clear. Now, what we know is that since the first of the year, the Ramsey Show ratings and viewership and listenership in all of our various formats are way up. Thank you for that. We appreciate that. But what that also means is a bunch of you that are newbies around that when we're talking in code like baby steps and debt snowballs and stuff, you don't even know what the flip we're talking about. So because uh, we like this tribal speak and uh, you don't necessarily know the tribal vernacular yet. Hey, we want to help you move along your financial journey, your life journey. Go to Ramsey Solutions for free and click on the get started button. We'll tell you what your next step is and begin to indoctrinate you into the tribal lingo. But show you why we're doing what we're doing, and you can begin to plug into and say, this is where I am, and here's a good next move for me. And according to Ramsey, this is what I should do. Oh, I wonder if I should do that or not. And we'll show you. Get started at RamseySolutions.com. Logan is with us in Dayton, Ohio. Hi, Logan. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, sir. How are you doing? Better than I deserve, sir. What's up? Hi. We've, uh, me and my wife have been kind of getting into listening to your podcast and we're getting ready to start our debt snowball here soon and one of the best ways to help with that is to increase our income i am currently a mailman i make about fifty thousand dollars a year uh, my wife is a, a travel respiratory nurse she makes anywhere from 100 to 150 thousand dollars a year uh, but she's not wanting to do that for much longer because we have a one-year-old and a newborn um so i'm thinking about trying to switch jobs possibly um uh, one idea is like truck driving because you can start anywhere from $70,000 to $90,000, but I'm worried about uh, with the host office that you have benefits of a pension and your insurance, health insurance is getting paid after you retire. Um, our goals are to build a house one day and retire early. So I'm just trying to figure out which way, you know, is, is best to take the, you know, the better pay now or to, you know, take the long road with the post office. If you take better pay now, and spend it all, 
then you're going to end up with none of the things that the benefits would have done. If you take better pay now, get out of debt and become wealthy, you can buy your own freaking health insurance. That's that's kind of what I was hoping. I just didn't know, like, with, you know, would $30,000 a year replace a pension and health insurance? Easy. And stuff like that. Easy. Easy. Okay. That's what I was worried about. I just, I just, I want, you know, a good life for me and my kids. And Do you mind I if I answer sure a question right you thing. didn't ask? Of course. Um, I'll make a statement instead. I think you're taking the truck driving gig only for money, not as a long-term career goal that you think this is going to be awesome and you're going to love doing it the rest of your life. That's probably true. Yeah. I think I wouldn't do that. I think you can find something else that makes $80,000 that gives you a high quality of life or make 70 with you learning a skill that you want to do the rest of your life and you move from 70 to 80 to 90 to 100 over time. Yes, sir. So I want, I, just, you to, I want you to take that get clear assessment I was just talking about a few minutes ago and think about where you want to be working. And I want you to go get your income increase, but I want it to be with something that gives you purpose, fulfillment, and then at the end of your life you haven't dreaded Monday every day and just done your duty as a good husband and dad. And right now that's what you're doing. You're just saying, I'm, I'm going to do my duty. My wife wants to come off the road, and I'll go make some – I'll go – be, handle the discomfort of being an over-the-road truck driver in order to make more money so she can do that. And you were just, you know, you're just being a good man. And I appreciate that about you. That's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think that. I think there's a way to do both. It's going to take more effort and a little bit more uh, mental strain for you to think through it and figure it out. It's not as obvious as just going, oh, I can make more money doing that. I'm going to go do that. But that's going to get old fast, man. Do you have anything, Logan, in like a dream world? Have you even let yourself go there? Of, man, what if one day I could do X, Y, or Z? If you could do anything Not you anymore. wanted to do and money wasn't a problem, what would you do? If money wasn't a problem and I had the time to go back to school, I'd love to be like a psychologist or a lawyer. Um, but that's a lot of money, and that's, that's you know, seven, eight years of school. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's a, you're you're right about both. But of there's those something things. in those. Is it is it helping people? What's what what yeah. in those careers is it that you find interesting? Uh, I think I just love the mental aspect of it. The mental, um, yeah. Just just you know understanding people and why they do things. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm always I I, I don't, I'm not saying I like to argue, but I'll play devil's advocate and like a debate with somebody just just for the fun of it. I don't know um, anybody like that. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, I the same kinds of things motivate me exactly, and that's how I end up here uh, in a weird way. But um, so it, it may be that there's other ways you can manifest those exact same desires other than two careers that have long uh, education paths to but, uh, them. Yeah, and I would say, though, too, Logan, in the meantime, and your wife's home with, a toddler and a new baby and i know jumping from job to job isn't ideal but if they're like if you guys were in a more urgent situation you know for me driving for for six months while you figure out the long-term plan yeah. could still be in play just to get her home like yeah if that that'd was be okay that you wanted. Be okay but I, I wouldn't i wouldn't say let's just sign up with this with no no exit no I, I would have i, wanna, a, I would have I wanna, a goal i want an exit strategy yes yes but in the meantime okay. as you call our show today if you guys don't want to wait six, nine months till yeah. you figure something out, if there was a quick move you wanted, you both wanted to make sooner, 
you could do something in the interim until you really found that thing that as you're a, like, as oh, a step. I could do this. Yeah, yeah, as a step, absolutely. So Austin, uh, we're going to have you pick up and give Logan the um, the paycheck to purpose book and the get clear assessment because I just told a truck driver he needed an exit strategy. So <laughs> <laughs> a mailman. Um, well, he said he's going to be a truck driver. Though. Oh, he will be a truck he'll driver. Be, he'll be getting that, off. Yes. At the, he'll be getting off at the exit. Yes. I can just tell you. So, oh, um, I'm, okay. I'm glad I missed it. That <laughs> makes me feel like I'm enough you're not plugged the, in. You're part to of the, the family. You're part of the family if you good. missed it because I missed it until it came out of my mouth. But oh, you got to love it. All right, I am uh, well known for those wrong metaphors at exactly the wrong time. So it's it's kind of a classic Dave move. Open phones here if you want to talk about your life and your money. 888-825-5225. Thank you for jumping in. Rachel, I think it's important to reiterate for everyone. I, I remember Earl Nightingale, who did the, the talk, The Strangest Secret, many, many years ago. With that baritone voice, he would say, too many people spend more time picking out a suit of clothes than they do their career. And you're going to spend the next 30 or 40 years, maybe. At least some kind of version of what you mm-hmm. start, what road you start down, and so don't just pick something for the money. And and the other assumption you can't make is that just because you're doing something you love, you have to make less. I don't know where that comes from. It comes from the same place that as soon as I get laid off, I, the next job I get, I'm going to make less. Why don't we assume we're going to make more? And why not, if you were doing something you loved, would you not be more enthusiastic, more creative, more engaged, and work harder at something you love, and therefore end up making more? But we think we have to go work for Mother Teresa or something, or go in the nonprofit and the Peace Corps in order to be doing something holy, or be doing something that is of meaning or purpose, or be doing... And that's just absolute bull. Just wrong. Yep. Yep. So don't, don't assume less. Assume more. And that's not some kind of prosperity or abundance thing. It's just factual. I mean, if you're a better at something because you love it, you should make more at it. Hello. This is The Ramsey Show. It's Rachel Cruz. If you like what you heard in this episode and want to know more about getting started on the Ramsey baby steps, go to RamseySolutions.com and click the Get Started button. We'll help you figure out the best next step for you based on your specific situation. That's RamseySolutions.com and click Get Started.